Are you ready to listen to a podcast? podcast. Here comes the Playhouse Podcast. Thanks to Bradshaw and Brian Law Offices. Find, subscribe, and listen. We've got email. This one is from Ryan. He is on his way to work. So any advice that you have for him is welcomed, he said. And uh, this is his email that he sent us. One of my wife's friends just got done having yet another affair with a married man. And it wasn't her first time. The woman had been with several married men over the years. And it's always ended badly. I told my wife back then that I didn't love the woman uh, that the woman would call her to hang out. And I hope that she would avoid hanging out with her at all costs. Uh, Not that I didn't trust my wife, but this woman has a ton of drama around her all the time. I didn't want my wife to have to be around that. Uh, My wife agreed and they drifted apart. Now they're hanging out again. I don't want to be one of those guys that, quote, puts his foot down, but it looks so bad. Do you allow your spouse to hang out with certain people that maybe you don't agree with? Does Trisha have friends that are a little rough? Or, or that you don't like love having around? No, not for the not for the most part. Like when we were younger, when we first were married, uh, she had a couple of friends that I was like, eh, they're kind of they were. I don't know. I don't want to word use the word loose. Yeah, but like their morals and ethics weren't really aligned with mine. And I would be like, you really have to hang. But I, I never told. I just I just told her. I said, hey, this is what I don't like about this person. And then I kind of let her make her choice. And most of the time, she was like, nope, I respect what you what you think. And, and maybe you have a little bit more insight and stuff like that. But I was never like, you can't hang out with that person anymore. Yeah. And just it, I, I think if you explain it the right way, if you go, listen, this person legitimately is a homewrecker. Like, do you got to hang out with them? You, I think maybe you should question as as the wife, why do you? Is it for good reason you guys have a great time at brunch? And does or, she ever bring her personal life into the conversation? If they're good enough friends, they will. They'll always talk about their personal life. At brunch, she's be like, this married guy that I'm seeing right now, like that should be your cue to be like, yeah. no, man, this isn't what I want to be about. So a really close friend of mine does not have all of the same thoughts that I have when it comes to like a lot of things, you know, but then we also connect on a totally different level that is fun and we have a good time and we keep it light. So who knows what they talk about and how they interact when they're together. Maybe it is just a lot of fun. Maybe she has a lot of fun with her and ignores the fact that this woman is an adulterer in in the sense. I can guarantee this is going to be a huge double-sided thing. I can guarantee most women that call now are going to go, it's not that big of a deal. She's still a good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. I love her friend qualities. But if this was reversed and your husband was hanging out with a guy who was constantly hooking up with married women, you would be like, nope, that's not a friend anymore. Do not bring him around. You I, are the company you keep. I do agree with that. Sometimes people will make their assumptions that you're out there doing what she's doing. You guys are getting your your little sherry cocktails uh, early happy hour trolling for guys when you shouldn't be. Maybe that's what people are going to think. Is that the risk you're willing to take? Can you recap Ryan's email just uh, real quick, please? Yeah. In a nutshell, Ryan had uh, sent us one talking about his wife who is hanging with a woman that enjoys getting with guys that are off the market. She always gets with guys that are married. So he told his woman, back, uh, his woman, his wife back in the day, that was a slip, uh, that, you know, it, it, you shouldn't hang out with her. So she had had this falling out, drifted apart, and now they're hanging out again. 
and she's still up to her old crazy stuff. Mm, Leopard doesn't change his spots. Is that how that goes? Kind of, but he says he doesn't want to be that guy that puts his foot down, but he says it looks bad, and he, he doesn't want his wife to look bad, which that's love. You know, you want your partner to be painted in the best light. Caitlin, what would you tell Ryan if he, if he was listening right now? Uh, well, first of all, okay, so the scenario is a tinge different. Um, I had an ex of mine, we'll call him Chad. Okay. Uh, Chad, <laughs> um, before him and I got together, um, he messed around with this girl who had a boyfriend. What could we call her? It, what, what could we call her? We'll call her Jamie. Okay. okay. Jamie. okay. These are real so names. Chad, all right. Chad messed around with Jamie, knowing Jamie had a boyfriend. Named. Um, Let's call him. I don't know. I don't know his name. We'll call him Ben. All right. Good. So Chad knew that Ben and Jamie were together, and he still chose to mess around with her. Yeah. Um, And then him and I got together, and to the best of my knowledge, it stopped. I don't think he ever physically cheated on me, but... He still talked to her all the time. Yeah. And he would tell her things about our personal life and then would tell me something completely different. And it caused a lot of problems. Yeah. So I I personally would not be okay with it because if you're okay hanging out with people that have those kind of morals and values, they're probably going to rub off on you. And the best metaphor that I can give this gentleman who sent you this email is it only takes one rotten apple to make the rest of the apples rotten. Good We'll call. get that on a cup. That's it. So, That's it. Um, I agree with you. And, you know, sometimes did you ever ask him, like, what they talk about? You know, like, what could they possibly talk about? If you've experienced someone's honeypot before, the odds oh. are you're going to be wanting it again. Well, and I, I know I saw some of the text messages, but I also know he had a real bad habit of deleting stuff, <gasps> like even when he was sitting next to me. Yeah. So like I said, I don't think, and I cannot, I, I really don't want to think that he ever physically cheated on me, but I know that there was some shady text messages that were definitely sent that should not have been. Yeah. But so. you know what? There's always going to be people out there that want to challenge other people's relationships, the strength of them. So you just, I think Ryan just has to have trust that his wife is hanging out with her for a different reason. I guarantee she doesn't agree with what her friend does. Katie says this is turnabout fair play. Ryan should start hanging out with that girlfriend also. <sighs> See what his wife thinks oh, about yeah. that whole and thing. I, I, hope, I hope for his sake that that is what's going on, you know, yeah. and there's nothing serious or more going on, but... You know, I bet it's playing out in his head the like they're going to be hanging out and the girl's going to be like, hey, listen, just try it once. You're going to love the rush. I'll never tell Ryan. Sorry, Ryan. Yeah, like I said, it only takes one bad apple to make the rest of them yeah. bad. So. Good looking out. Thanks, Caitlin. Have a great morning. You too. Take care. All uh, right. Email us with any issues. I We we get probably two or three a day and uh, we just always try to get them on as soon as possible or text. Uh, I do want to give a shout out. To texter Gina, who says, "Hey, ladies, anyone up for trying brunch again on Sunday? Some delicious eggs, bacon, mimosas, she hash browns, the wrong people, <laughs> egg Benedict." I wrote, "Cat from KCLD is in," and she loved it. So I think I have brunch plans this Sunday. Oh my god, new friends! I love it. 
Speaking of Halloween, we have a new record setter for growing the largest pumpkin in the annual World Championship Pumpkin Way Off. Travis G of Anoka, my hometown, is actually on with us. Good morning. Good morning. How Look at are you? you? Doing Cat's hometown proud. Yay! Yay. <laughs> so I have actually yeah. like this text conversation going with Ricky and Brian and everything. I'm like, let's go downtown Anoka for Halloween. They're like, hell no, we would never do that. So they were like, you got to interview our friend he just won the biggest uh, pumpkin contest so tell us about what yeah. goes into this because I mean it weighed a lot yeah it's uh it's a uh, 180 days of just straight you know work and babysitting to get it to that point yeah but, babysitting uh, like you sit and watch it grow well yeah I mean it grows 55 pounds a day so no way hold up stop that stop that for a second so to get a pumpkin <laughs> to grow 55 pounds a day uh, it's on the vine. You're giving it plenty of water. I'm guessing it's uh, you know getting irrigated uh, dozens of times a day, and then tons of fertilizer. And is that it? Yeah, pretty much. And you're, you're keeping that plant pruned and healthy. And then uh, the pumpkin grows so big that you got to pull it back a couple times with ratchet straps and chains and hoists and stuff. Yeah. Well, then I suppose you got to keep all the rodents away, right? Because that's delicious for them. Oh yeah. You're out right now. Yeah. Are you in Half Moon Bay, California? Still, you just yep. did the weigh-in. Yep. Okay. And going into a weigh-in, like when there's something like this, uh, you know, we, we heard the announcement that you won the, you know, the world. Was it North America's largest pumpkin or world's? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, basically the largest pumpkin ever grown outside in the Western Hemisphere. But uh, yeah, the world records, the last three have all been climate controlled greenhouses. So now, to me, this is like the biggest loser. I'm dreaming this. Like there's a <laughs> there's a there's a round uh, a couple of days or weeks that you think you got a, a you know a pretty good chance at winning this. Did you weigh it like anywhere the day before leading up to it, or once you were on the scale for the grand prize, was that when you realized that this sucker had a chance? You know, I, I did not weigh it. Um, I could have. I have a scale right at my shop, but uh, it just wrecks the fun for me. But I, it took me probably 10 seconds to process the whole thing because I was kind of expecting 26, maybe 2,700 pounds. But uh, it went It went what I what I wanted. So, yeah. uh, What was the final total, the final size of this giant? Uh, 2,560. So are you going to be in the parade? You have to be in the parade this year then because this is a big deal. You know what? I, I don't know that answer. I mean, within minutes, like the, uh, what was a Kelly and Regis show called the yeah. one in New York. I mean, it's been nuts. So, and then uh, we're also in contact with Guinness Book of World Records for the largest jack lantern ever carved. That's awesome. Want a full video of that. So, hey, are you going to get? Just be super honest with us. Are you going to get kind of wealthy off this? <laughs> I don't know. You know, the seeds will be worth a pretty penny, and uh, you know, the sponsors that I've used and stuff. We'll see. We'll see. Nice. Well, you know what? I have a lot of cousins on the Anoka board. I'm going to make some calls. We're going to get you in the parade, and thank you for taking time. I know it's early out in California, so... Hey, congratulations, Travis. You're my man. She really does paint her children's father in the best light for them, and it is, I think, admirable. Like, she doesn't put them in the drama. Here she is with a sweet clip, a video of her daughter, Chicago, and her son, Psalm, singing their dad, Kanye's song, True Love. Don't me make me complicated. Make me complicated. It's true love. Shouldn't be there.
is complicated. True love shouldn't be this complicated. Thought I'd die in your arms. I thought I'd die in your true love. Well, they make some cute kids. I think we can all agree on that. In addition to her own hits, Megan Trainer, she is like a famed writer. She has written some crazy popular songs, and um, she always displays those accolades where they matter the most. I write for a lot of artists, and I put plaques up in the bathrooms of every song that I wrote. Because I know my guests will have to pee eventually. So I'm like, check it out. Check out all my success. And they come back. They go, I didn't know you I didn't wrote know that. Because I don't like seeing the plaques around the house. It's distracting. But I do like in the bathroom. But when I go pee, I'm like, ah, we did that. There you go. <laughs> yeah, look at all your awards. Sylvester Stallone, the sly. I feel like he is too manly to have his own reality show. But he has one. And it's starting on Paramount+. Plus. I am in a reality show. I'm populating out. I said, oh, my God. What am I going to do? But you know what? Like I said, I want to spend time with my family. And what's better when you have to deal with each other all day long? It's going to be on film. So I'll be there forever in one form or another with the family. There you go. I don't know how. I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch that. Yeah. I don't know how organic it's going to feel. I think it's going to be kitschy. And then you're going to be like, wait, that's Rocky. Blowing out their candles today. We have Cardi B, who's only 30. I feel like she should be older. Jane Krakowski is 54. And this makes me so sad. Luke Perry would have been 56. Baldwinsville, New York, their central school district superintendent, Jason Thompson, uh, arrested on suspicion of drunken driving and uh, charges with DUI. But he had put on quite a show at the football game. During that game, the superintendent of schools was observed uh, crowd surfing amongst the students in the student section of the bleachers. Following that, uh, several students came forward uh, to school officials and uh, reported that the superintendent uh, smelled like alcohol. The superintendent was cooperative with the officers. He did admit that he had been drinking. At the traffic stop, he indicated that he had one beer. Uh, Back here at the police department, when asked how much he'd had to drink, he replied, too much. There you go. Openly admitting it, but uh, those kids narking on their superintendent. That's what happens when you lay the law down like he probably did. I can't imagine any superintendent I've ever known crowd surf. Isn't that crazy? Never once. Yeah. All right. Do you know what day it is? I'm gay. Yes, I'm gay. National coming out day. Celebrating the LGBTQ plus community. I'm gay. Today is National Coming Out Day. It's all about recognizing people in the LGBTQ plus community and the fight for equal rights. Coming out is a phrase that many of us have heard, but fewer have had to go through. Today is not just October 11th. It is also National Coming Out Day. All right, let's get this show on the road. So my hope is we don't have to celebrate this day and it can just be a day where uh, it happens and you just move on with your life. You know what I mean? Like this is the life you want to live. And my hope is that everybody that wants to love who they love can love who they love. And if you are one of those parents that or family members that are having a tough time with it, there are so many resources, not only for people that are coming out, but also for the families trying to deal with it. And by deal with it, I mean, you're a parent and you have certain ways that you think your kid's future is going to turn out and uh, doesn't about face. But that's not a bad thing. I just, just never understood how it was any of my business. Right. You just roll. You roll with life, man. And if your child is happy, that's all I ever say to Liam. If you are doing what you love or you're living life and you are the happiest that you can be, that's all that I care about. So uh, if that is you today, um, just own it. 
goes with the biz where you have to worry about hecklers, but why get so serious at a comedy stand-up situation? This girl named Ariel Elias just trying to perform on stage and um, someone throws a beer at her head. What's your question? Did you vote for Donald Trump? I don't care who you voted for. I'm just happy we're all here together. So you voted for Biden. I don't know. Why does it matter? I can just talk about your jokes you voted for Biden. I'm so insecure. I went and got an ID. It's the beer. So, a couple of things. Uh, number one, if you're an aspiring stand-up comedian, never just go, anybody got any questions? Yeah. Just do your bits. And then Very number smart. two, don't throw full cans of beer at anyone. Yeah. That's a big waste, number one, plus they could get hurt. And three, or C, or ho- however you want to look at it, don't care about who people voted for, take in the show that you paid for. Yeah, I mean, would you do that? I mean, you pay Never uh, in a million. Pay $200 to go see uh, Chris Rock. Would you ever go, I don't think he's funny, or I think he's funny because he's a Biden or a Trump supporter? No, no. I would not. Smile, you're at a comedy show. All right, so it could be a gloomy season for online holiday sales, I guess. November and December, they're expected to rise just 2.5%. So uh, they say it's only going to make $210 billion. Uh, it's a 6% drop. I guess, obviously due to inflation, higher interest rates and such. But listen, if you are going to spend money on anything, I would say, and I've been watching Seinfeld every Sunday, I'll get in like four episodes. They're like a half hour each. And I drink my coffee and just relax. So I would be in on this. They just released the first official Seinfeld cookbook today. Tuna on toast, coleslaw, cup of coffee. I always have tuna on toast. (laughs) Nothing's ever worked out for me with tuna on toast. (laughs) I want the complete opposite of tuna on toast. Chicken salad on rye, <laughs> untoasted, with a side of potato salad and a cup of tea. <laughs> actual audio of my husband ordering at any cafe. Bistro. There you go. And that is what's trending. Things okay in your new house? I know your old house idea a little rattled. Um, yeah, things are fine. It was a brand new build, so I was feeling pretty confident going into it. But yeah, I like our house. Our old house was just uh, a lot. To deal with and we had to get Liam out of there right away. You know, like I would come in in the morning and be so tired from what we dealt with the night before. And so when we moved in, we got this video camera and would just like videotape everything. And it was weird, you know, we'd visit, uh, videotape weird things that were happening around the house because I had to prove to my brother-in-law that it was actually happening happening because he would never believe it. I wouldn't have either if I wouldn't have seen it. I know, unless you wouldn't have seen it, and you did. And that one night, do you remember that footage? That So when you played it forward, it would go super fast. You'd right. watch the clock go, and you'd see us like tossing and turning in bed. And then we had set up like, we were pretty confident that it was a m- malicious spirit because... It was just wreaking havoc and trying to scare us all the time. And a good spirit, I don't think, would do that. And so they around trying this, to warn you, they, they could have, but it didn't feel like that. It felt awful. So we set up this like flower trap almost. So we put some like baby powder flower on the ground. Oh, hold, hold that thought for a second. Then, hey, good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's going on? What can we do for you? Um, I'm calling because Kat's explaining her life as a movie. Yeah, what movie? Paranormal Activity. Thanks. That's it. 
How was yesterday? Uh, yesterday was good. Just got a lot done. Went to uh, Target, and um, I always get there. So I had to go there and get Liam's puffer and albuterol, like little um, capsules, you know, for his uh, neb. Okay. And so they're waiting for me at the pharmacy. And this always happens, and I never remember, but I get there at like 135. And they go on lunch break at 1.30 uh, until 2 p.m. So what do you do? Like, you're stuck at Target. You have to, like, Grab a card and you go shop, right? Yeah, I did. And then I went to Starbucks inside Target and got a, a coffee and just kind of meandered. But uh, I got in line, like, eight minutes out, okay? And the it, the jokes from all these old people were too much to handle. So I started, like, examining, like, I don't know, room purifier boxes. Like I was actually interested. What do you mean? These are people waiting for the pharmacy to open and they're old people telling jokes and you couldn't handle it. But they were so, they were rude though, because this one woman's like, listen, I was here at like one 30 and then they shut this door. I'm like, it's their lunch break. And then she goes, well, all I know is they better be back at two. I said, well, it says they'll be back. They're cranky old people. They got stuff to do. It should be posted. I said, it's posted right there. It says 130 (laughs) to 2. He goes, oh, well, I stand corrected. And then he goes, maybe it's like that old army saying, you know, hurry up and wait. (laughs) And he's like, it was killing me. And I left my phone in my car because I thought it was just going to be in and out. In and out. And now I'm like, what did I do without my phone before my phone? You've been married 10 years. 11. 11 years. When that fateful day, when you said, I do, finally got there. Anticipation. You thought about everything for your big day, except for to warm up the food. I don't really want to talk about it. but Because uh, that's the bride's job. So uh, when you pictured yourself saying, I do, to your handsome husband on the what was it on? It was right on the bow of the deck, right? You guys were up uh, a little on the ways. Back. What of, is of that? The boat. That's what, the stern. I don't know the direction. The All right, we were on the stern. The stern of the boat. Looked at each other and said, "I do." What was the, what was the biggest question mark with your preparation to get married? You know, whether it was at the dress, was it the the hair, the makeup? Like, what was what was the one thing you weren't completely sure about? Um. Probably the hair. I mean, I cut so many corners because I'm such a thrifty person that I didn't like my hair looking back. I'm like, oh, my God, ugly. When you look back at those pictures, are you happy? I'm all right. I'm okay. I had a good tan. Uh, The thing is, I wanted to lose all that weight and then um, ended up getting cellophane into my dress at a gas station down the road. Oh, (laughs) like every little girl's dream. I know. By my soon-to-be husband. They're not supposed to see you in your wedding dress until you walk down the aisle. And I'm like, you got to cellophane me in, baby. Let's go. So one of the reasons I'm asking you all this, did you ever look at your pictures? And were you self-conscious about anything like with your face, your ears, your hair, anything like that? Do you want to say something? Not at all. I haven't even (laughs) know. The the reason I'm getting to this, this new trend for brides is it's literally unbelievable. Women are super gluing their ears back temporarily so their pictures look better. Oh, that's just if you have the satellite ears. Have you ever heard about this before? I don't have ears that stick So let me take you back to if your parents, maybe your dad was in Vietnam, maybe your uncle, cousin, grandpa even. Super glue was intended and, and it was made specifically to help close wounds in Vietnam. Saved thousands of lives. Yeah. 
That's what super glue is made for. But now women are temporarily gluing their ears back for their wedding day. Now, this started with this woman who wanted an updo and a bun for her wedding day in Brazil. Her Instagram video has now cracked over 20 million views. Now, the bride doesn't wear her hair up very often because she's got big ears. Yeah. But when she does, she super glues her ears to pin them back. And the stylist said, of course we can do this. No problem. Mm. It's not just her. All of these people are commenting on our Instagram page that they, they've super glued their ears back for a big night. I have an acquaintance whose wedding I went to two summers ago, and he had his ears sewn back. Sewn back? Like uh, it was a surgery. Because he didn't like how far they stuck out. He was very self-conscious. But the thing is, listen, if you're going to get as far as to marry somebody, they have already accepted you for how you look. Why look like a completely different person? Whoa, 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 whoa. As you're saying this. What? How many filters do you use a week? I use. I don't think it's your business. You had, listen, anybody that can look back at their wedding picture and say, I look like this all the time. You get the hell out of here. No, that's not what I'm saying. If you have amazing airbrushed makeup, if you went to a makeup artist and had that done for your wedding day, that's nothing. So why not super glue your ears back? Because that's crazy. They're marrying you and they interact with you daily while your ears are are out like this. There shouldn't be an issue. You shouldn't do that. Or wear your hair down. Just wear your hair over them. Everybody changes for a picture. Everybody wants to do something different. You suck it in. You stand on your tippy toes. You do something. Not me. I'm true to who I am in every photo. <laughs> Can't even keep a straight face. <laughs> you know face. what? You outing my secrets today is not. I, um, I didn't out any of luck. your secrets. The sand will run out of your hourglass. That's, it's that's inevitable. so crazy to think about. It's like we're here right now. You never know when your last breath will be. Right? You never know. Tragically T-boned. Or rib-eyed. Your airplane goes down, you drown. Boy. You get hit by a pontoon right in the face. (laughs) Uh, Let's imagine that when the paramedics show up, the only thing they can carve into your tombstone is your last outgoing text message. Here's one. We will be outside. (laughs) That's a bit ominous. Depends on how you say it. We will be outside. Uh, This one, be right out. So kind of the same thing, Sam. Sam. Uh, Cabbage and spring rolls. There it is. is Leave them guessing. I like that. Yeah. What's this cabbage all about? When the day comes and they rip open the earth and they drop your lifeless body in there. Jeez. A couple of days later, the little tombstone guy comes around. They set that tombstone Yours says what? Your final quote. What would it be? Just left my house. Oh. Just left my house. Oh, 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 oh. oh, wow. That's on your tombstone. It says, uh, <laughs> and what's your name? Heather. It says Heather, loving mother of two or three, wife of whoever, just left my house. <laughs> <laughs> you can read so much into certain messages for sure. Yes. I can't believe how many people Don't I was show showing this to people again. over the weekend. Somebody has sent me a picture of the uh, the I don't even know what you call it, but it's the the thing where you fill out the little dots when you take a standardized test in, yes. in elementary school. And uh, and it said, I feel this old. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I remember those. Uh, I have a heavy amount of anxiety when it comes to those because I remember filling one out completely in number one lead because <laughs> that's what I had with the uh, government pencils that my dad had stolen. And uh, then they said, you got zero. 
your son is an idiot. We need to put him back in a student, like the like a remedial class. That's so mean and that my, they wouldn't just say get a number two and do it over again. They didn't know. They didn't know that was the problem. Oh. And then when they what they did is they compared it back to the answers. And I remember they even brought my mom and dad in. I'm like, I couldn't have got a zero. I was yeah. in like first grade. I'm like, there's no way I got all of these questions wrong. Yeah. Like, I know what country I live in. I know who the first president was. I was, and my dad's just like, I knew it. I knew he was stupid. I knew it. Those my, tests always started off so, uh, I was so optimistic about them. I had a good breakfast. You know, they're like, get a good night's sleep. Right. Have a you good can chew breakfast. gum if you want. Yeah, you can chew gum. Make sure you bring a water bottle so you don't have to get up and, and uh, get some water. And then I remember sitting down. I'm like, okay, let's do this. And then I'm only halfway done. And then they're like, all right, 30 seconds left. Some kids are already bubble, going bubble, out bubble. to recess. It's almost instant anxiety if you're looking for some of that today. If you are up, you're just driving down the road. Just imagine you're driving down the road today and you see a pregnant woman running. Do you, do you have concern for her? No, but that's so weird that you said that. I saw like she had to have been seven months along running down the street yesterday on my way to the store. I was like, dang it. Like, I, was, like I think I had for you. exercise. Yeah, I would make you go get me water instead of getting up and walking. To get- so uh, my wife got a Peloton during the pandemic. And so I'll ride the bike sometimes. But yesterday uh, I ran a few miles with um, one of the trainers and she's like seven and a half months pregnant. Oh. But it's it only is showing in her belly. Yeah. Right. Like that's just it. And I'm telling you, there was parts of the run where we got into like sprints. And all I could think about was that baby sloshing around in her belly. Yeah. Like it, it made for a quicker run. Like I felt like I didn't get as tired because I was so concerned for her well-being. Her stomach not my him. fat ass running on the treadmill. Yeah, I would be. Uh, I mean, do doctors know how much they really move inside the belly? I mean, they're pretty tightly packed in there. Well, yeah, I mean, you got a lot of fluid and everything. So. But it, w- it was weird. It occupied the majority of my thoughts for the better part of 45 minutes thinking that this baby is just sloshing around in there. Yeah. Well, the fact that she's doing that, she's going to bounce back like crazy. And she's, I mean, she, I think she's a marathoner to begin with. You yeah. know what I mean? She runs all the time. But it was really, really weird. So I started thinking about this. And there's a one girl that does the Peloton bikes. And she's like nine months pregnant right now. Oh, man. And, uh, and then I'm thinking about how uncomfortable that is. Your knees are coming up all the time. Like when you're standing up yeah. on the bike. Like are your knees making your baby slosh around in there Do a little bit more? Do they go up like normal or does she wing them out? Like, oh, I guess I didn't look. I mean, because I guess your pelvis does start tweaking a little bit, right? Yeah, so I bet you wings birth. them out. The Playhouse podcast is made possible thanks to Bradshaw and Brian Law Offices. Catch the live show weekdays from 530 to 9 on 1047 KCLD. Now, share this with a friend.